heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Uh, I was asked to host an OB at a veterinary seminar at Cranbourne last year and I sort of went, ah, but then when I did it, I was so impressed with um, the information and the guests and the uh, and the talk of the future of veterinary care. It's a fascinating uh, area of the industry and it's on again uh, on Monday, de- December 4 and uh, Cranbourne, December 5. So it's split across two venues, uh, one in the west, one in the east, which is a really good idea and there's so much going on there and Grace Forbes is, I think she actually um, led it last year and I think she might be doing something similar this year and she's with me. How are you, Grace? Hi, Matt. Thank you for the opportunity to promote the seminar. Forgive me for thinking last year that it was going to be a little bit boring, but it really, really (laughs) wasn't. And I did it with um, Marie McEwen and we both walked out afterwards going, wow, that was so interesting. And you had some so such interesting guests. There was a lady who you might remember... I think she would. She, she actually trained horses in Gibraltar or somewhere like that, and she was the most fascinating woman. And there was guest after guest after guest and speakers, who were just fascinating. And the, and and the thread was was all about veterinary care and animal welfare. But you really do get some interesting characters at, at these seminars. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we always aim to keep it interesting. It's much more uh, enjoyable if you can have a good time and learn something. And yeah, last year we had a really interesting speaker. She was a vet a jockey uh, and a trainer. Uh, And so last year the focus was on lameness uh, and injury prevention. This year the focus is looking at uh, what can we learn from other high-performance athletes, which is why we've got Joel Selwood uh, there with us on that day and also sort of looking at how we use medication in our racing horses. In the years since the injury prevention seminar... Has much changed uh, because of what we learned at the seminar? Has there been much innovation and much change or or more wisdom now about injury prevention? Uh, I think definitely uh, over the last five years, really, and a lot of that comes from the work we've done with their long name, Equine Limb Injury Prevention Program, which we all call ELIP. Thank God you've abbreviated it. Yes, makes it a bit easier. But uh, Chris Whitten and his team have been working really hard over that whole time to help us better understand injuries, understand why they happen and then what we can do to prevent them and minimise them. Which is so important for perceptions of the industry and and all sorts of things. Uh, So let's go through what's going to be discussed. First of all, if anyone wants to attend these seminars, one's in the west and one's in the east, Ballarat December 4, Cranbourne December 5, do they just rock up? Are there tickets? I know there's some good prizes, good door prizes as well. There definitely are some good prizes. So what you need to do if you want to come along is register. So trainers and uh, permitted vets in Victoria will have received some emails and text messages and they can go to the Racing Victoria website, racingvictoria.com.au slash seminars and they can register there. It's free for all of our participants. Uh, And as you mentioned, we've got some really great door prizes. Um, There's been some really generous offers. So Goldner's uh, has provided us with $500 transport vouchers. Magic Millions have given tickets to the uh, Ballarat Cup cocktail function. Inglis have given some seats at the Chairman's Club table, which is pretty exciting. And then Kentucky Equine Research and Zoetas are providing vouchers for people on the day. So come along because there's plenty of prizes 
And the one last one, which is the biggest one, is uh, Arionio, which is a company that does uh, training uh, monitoring. They're actually providing a one-year free subscription, which is uh, the value of that is about $3,000. So wow. one one lucky person at each venue will be the recipient of that. All right. So rock up. You might get a freebie. Uh, so let's talk about why they should be going to these seminars. Uh, there's some bullet points in front of me here. Just mainly tell us about the Joel Selwood uh, aspect of it. Well, Joel is an incredible AFL player. He's obviously got a lot of titles to his name, premiership player, six-time All-Australian player. But I think what really interested me in him is his career longevity and resilience. There's a stat... He's like an old 10-year-old gelding, isn't he, for, <laughs> for longevity? He is. He just went around and around. Um, <laughs> he averaged something like 20 games per season. And so I think there's a lot we can learn from his example about how he managed his training and playing to have that really long career. Um, and how that was managed for him as well. Like what... what what uh, processes he was put through by those who knew more than he did probably as well. So Exactly. Yeah. We're really interested to hear from him about his relationship with the coach but then also the club doctor uh, and, yeah. and how that relationship worked. And he's quite open uh, to talk about, you know, the other aspect of his game which is his courage. And so he obviously was a really courageous player, but that meant he did have some concussion episodes. Mm. And so it's really interesting to hear him talk about that dynamic between uh, the player who generally just wants to play all the time, the coach who wants their best players out on the field and the club doctor. And that that sort of relationship is really interesting. Just on concussion, is, and I know Racing Australia is a basket case, but is there any potential for uniformity with concussion timeouts and rules in Australia? I know they vary from state to state, which is quite bizarre in some ways. Is is, is, is there going to be a focus in the future that it's an across-the-board Australian rule regarding concussion? Well, you're probably asking the wrong person because although uh, I do like to make assumptions between what I know about horses and humans, that would be probably be no no I mean I mean, I mean I mean the horse across all the horse jurisdictions in Australia like I know New South Wales has a different one than Victoria yeah but that is more for someone I look after horses and the yeah. concussion of the jockeys yeah, okay. is something more yeah. for our CMO right. Uh, right. Ben Barassi it, it's been a frustration for me so but you're the wrong person you're the horse person yeah okay yes. so um so it's going to be fascinating how many parallels do you see between the human experience and the horse experience. Do you think there's a lot we can learn from a Joel Selwood? Oh, I think there's a lot we can learn uh, if you look across any discipline. I mean, where we have elite athletes, our horses, and that's exactly what Joel Selwood was. Mm. Uh, and so I think we learnt that a few years ago we had the high-performance coach from the All Blacks come and speak at one of these seminars a few years ago, and it was incredible how many parallels there were and the learnings both ways. I know he had sort of connected with some trainers afterwards to sort of see what he could learn in more depth. So there's lots of opportunities to learn um, between the different sports. It's talking about things across the board and across the states and across the world, medication rules. America's going through a really tumultuous time with... Uh the Dave Navarro, all, all of that, the uh, uh, the stuff that went on there with that um, amazing story. Uh, and I, th I think they instituted some much stricter medication rules, but they've had a lot of fatalities. It's a, it's a nightmare what's happened in America. But what we're having at these cinemas is a panel discussion uh, regarding case studies regarding medication and performance. 
Yeah, that's right. And I should also say to my American colleagues, they are in the process of implementing for the first time ever national drug reform rules, which will be across the board. And I think they should really be commended for that because that is a huge step forward and will definitely lead to some really important changes. And they're actually leading the way now in a lot of cases. They've got a new rule coming in um, where they're uh, actually going to prohibit bisphosphonates at all times. So they've gone from being sort of a bit behind the rest of the world to actually leading the way in in a lot of cases. Can you imagine your role over there for the last, say, five or six years was what they've been through. How, it would have been a frustrating role to be a vet in the environment of American racing, particularly on the West Coast in the last years with the Santa Anita and Los Alamitos and all those incidents. It would have been a very frustrating period for, for vets over there, I imagine. Well, I think for anyone that loves horse racing, mm. Mm. Uh, nobody likes to see injuries and that's something that we're all striving to reduce uh, and that's no different over there we all have unique challenges like there's lots of similarities between countries but there's also a lot of unique challenges between the way different racing jurisdictions work and I know I talk closely with a lot of the guys that work over there and I think they're really making some progress and they've been working really hard on that for quite some time. I really hope they do because uh, Ray Paulick's someone that I speak to a little bit about the, the status of American racing and they're at a real fork in the road over there there's no doubt about that uh just before we look at the carnival we've just had um anything else from the the seminars that you'd like to point out well i think i would just say to people come along so ballarat on monday the 4th between 10 and 3 and cranbourne on tuesday the 5th between 10 and 3 if you're really keen you can come to both but you don't need to because we're duplicating the same program at both events to make it easier for participants uh, to attend. so You'll know if someone rocks up at both, they're looking for door prizes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not such a bad idea. <laughs> Absolutely. The carnival we've just had, uh, the rules that came in after the Cliffs of Moor adjusted after Anthony Van Dyke. Um, there was a hullabaloo overseas about uh, the MRIs and the scans and so on. But now that everything's settled into a bit of a rhythm, I think most of us feel that the international component is sort of about right anyway now and I think that they've got over the hysteria and they now know how to work in with these rules and some of them have been adjusted. Uh, The one that I wondered whether may be reviewed is the one that was um, West Wind Blows, the scenario there about whether or not it could be tweaked, the the two-run rule for Melbourne Cup here. Uh, I imagine a lot of things are under constant review at this time of year, so are there a few balls in the air regarding... um, what the rules might be next year or are we happy with where we're at? I think the first thing we need to consider is that these protocols have only been in operation for three years and they've been successful so far. And so if something's been successful, you're going to be fairly cautious uh, about making any drastic changes. And we've definitely made some minor amendments over the last few years, but I wouldn't be expecting wholesale changes given they've been so successful to date. I think you must be really satisfied given you had to ride a storm a little bit after the rules were introduced, but the proof's been in the pudding, hasn't it? Um, Fatality free so far, touch wood. Uh, We've had international participation. Um, I think it's been overwhelmingly proven to have been the right change at the right time. I mean, definitely we are really proud of what we've been able to achieve. And I think anything new and different, and 
the protocols were quite a change. So we added quite a few extra steps for the internationals. But over the the last three years since they've been in place, there's definitely been a much greater understanding and acceptance of why we're doing them. This year, we had a real focus on trying to assist the international connections to go through the protocols. So we had a dedicated resource there that was there to sort of help them through the steps. So you've you've done this step, now you're up to this one. Uh, and I think that's made a big change internationally. I think, you know, you look at this year, there were um, protesters at the Grand National. Mm. I mean, that's, mm. that's very different mm. for the UK. You've got what's going on in um, the US, which I think has all contributed. But... I mean, this year was really pleasing because we had 12 internationals. We obviously had um, the champ come out from Hong Kong, Romantic Warrior, and uh, win our mm. Cox Plate, which mm. is really exciting. Um, we haven't had a Hong Kong horse race here for some time. We had the Japanese horse come over. Golden Eagle. Um, mm. And we had Breakup in the Melbourne Sorry, we also Cup. had the Japanese one here as well. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's the first time we've had them go through the protocols. And... We'll touch base with them in the coming weeks to get some more feedback, but definitely the feedback we've had on the ground has been really positive. Absolutely. No, I think you've been absolutely vindicated, and I think even the internationals who were jumping up and down would, would probably say the same. December 4, Ballarat. December 5, Cranbourne. Rock up. Door prizes. <laughs> really, really interesting stuff. And if you'd like to meet Joel Selwood, <laughs> you can do that as well. Not only this is an SMS, not only is Grace a superstar vet, but she also brings a touch of class to race day with her smart attire and someone, this person knows the car you drive. I'm not going to reveal what a lovely car you drive and her beautiful dot, dot car. So if you see someone sporting around in a nice car uh, who's got a bit of class and smart attire, it might be the superstar vet, Grace Forbes. <laughs> hey, good on you, Grace. Thanks for that. Thank you very much, Matt. I'll see you at the Cranbourne one, I reckon, on December 5. Definitely. We'll see you there and I look forward to seeing all the trainers and permitted vets there. And Michael Felgate is going to be hosting the OB from there too, so that'll be uh, that'll be great. Uh, good on you. Thanks for popping in. Thanks very much. Grace Forbes, the head vet, the superstar vet, according to this SMS, uh, joining us in the studio to talk about the vet seminars coming up. They are actually more interesting than they sound. It's 18 minutes to 10.